Welcome to None of This Is Real. Uh, it's one of those podcast things that you like so much, but this one's about mysterious and weird stuff. Like being really damn tired. <laughs> I'm Doomsday Domini. And I'm Sarah Sinkhole. I'm sinking into a big sleepy hole. Oh, don't say that. I'm gonna fall asleep just thinking about curling up in a hole and go to sleep, taking a nap. Baby. Okay. Go to sleep, little baby. Okay. <laughs> That's I don't know. A remix. I don't know what that voice was. Yeah. A remix that nobody asked for or needs. You're welcome. The, actually, the remix that everyone asked you not to please not do. <laughs> Can you not do that thing that you keep doing, YouTube? <laughs> we got lots and lots of emails. Please stop it. They, they just said, please, please. Please stop. Cease and desist. <laughs> we have it. <laughs> uh, just kidding. There's no cease and desist order yet, but we're really looking forward to it. <clears throat> we'll read it at this point. Read we'll it. read anything. Yeah, sure. Who cares? Why not? We're both delirious and tired. Mm-hmm. Hey, did anything True. weird or mysterious or delirious happen to you <laughs> lately? A weird noise just happened that I don't know. I can't explain. It's a ghost. But, um, let's see. It is a ghost. Oh, I went to the North Carolina Folk Festival last weekend, and it was really fun because there was lots of great music, and I drank a really good beer, and I never drink beer, and so I got annoyingly tipsy. <laughs> you can ask Lorenzo. So he loved it. So cute when um, you do that. Isn't it great when I sing strawberry wine at like full volume on the sidewalk to you? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. That's not the weird thing, although I'm sure it was pretty weird. That's someone else's weird thing that they're talking about right now. I saw this lady. So anyway, I was wearing my sunglasses, my ones with the third eye. And we had watched this puppeteer. And um, if you've listened to any of the podcast episodes before this, I'm sure I have mentioned my love for Muppets and Puppets before. I am Muppets and Puppets. I'm a Henson head. not a thing i just made it up uh but yeah i seriously have i love muppets and puppets and jim henson so anyway this guy is i think he's from chapel hill his name is jaghetto and he's amazing he makes all of his puppets from like reclaimed recycled stuff and they're real simple but they their movements are perfect they're so good anyway it was i could talk about that for another 20 minutes but i won't so I was like, oh, I want to go out and tell him how much I enjoyed his show. And I I was chasing my child around and getting distracted. And then somebody comes up and taps me on the shoulder. And is like, and I turn around and it's Jaghetto. And he's like, hey, can I take a picture of you with one of my paintings? And I was like, um, I guess that's weird, but sure, because I wanted to talk to you anyway. And I walk over and he has a painting, a stencil that he's made of Prince wearing the third eye sunglasses. So he took, he wanted to take a picture of me with the prince picture oh, cool. and then we talked for pro- probably 30 minutes about puppets and jim henson and how how uh conditioning in our society has screwed us all up we just need to love each other it was wonderful that sounds like a great conversation it, yeah it was great so and he's he's on instagram jaghetto the puppeteer maybe i think he, it's pretty easy to find him anyway he's great and it was it was uh, another fun coincidence that led to me getting to talk to a person who has great things to say and make. I like it. So, yay! I'm glad. What weird thing? What weird thing happened to you? I'm glad too. It was great. Um, so I wanted to tell you this in person, but I saved it. 
So I have another life is gross incident that happened. <laughs> oh, no. And so I was working on the farm. And a lot of gross things can happen on a farm. But we were uh, yeah. harvesting hemp. And when we harvest the hemp, we have what's called a fan table. It's a little table with a fan right at the top of it. So you can put the plants right on top and it'll just take off some of the big leaves. Me and uh, this other guy were sitting across from each other, both using the fan table at the same time. And so we had been finding all of these caterpillars on these big, white, fluffy caterpillars on the plants. Oh, no. And not like, those. What What's wrong with them? Do Are they, they sting white, you? Like white, fluffy hairs? Yeah, they sting. Okay. They will stick their hairs in your skin, and it, it's almost like fiberglass. And I got it happened to me once camping a couple years ago, and you can't pull them out because they're so fine. When you try to pull them, they just break off. Ugh. And it was like probably a, a month until it was totally stopped feeling weird oh, and itching and stinging. I'm so glad. Well, one of them did not sting me, but like, you know... One of them was on, you know, jumped onto my friend there and he freaked out and threw it on the ground. <laughs> we were both oh, like, no. ah, caterpillars. And so, at one, <laughs> wow, caterpillars. At one point, I, I felt something wet on my face and I was oh, just like, I looked, oh. I looked at him and I was like, what, what was wet just now? And then we both looked over to the <laughs> side of the fan table and at the same time yeah. realized we were seeing caterpillar guts. Uh, <laughs> so God. a caterpillar had hit the fan and the caterpillar <laughs> hit the fan. And it, that's what I'm going to say from now on. Forget the shit. It's the caterpillar. And it got me all in the face. And so I just looked up and I was like, ew. And I got up and washed my face oh, off. God. It was nasty. Guts. That is pretty nasty. It was quite nasty. And then I got sure a leaf it, in it, my maybe eye. It's a blessing of some kind. You uh-uh. told me about the leaf in your oh. eye. Oh, you think the caterpillar in the face was a blessing? Like a good luck? Like a bird pooing on your head? Yeah. Sure, why not? I hope so. That's what I'm going to tell myself anyway. Now, at this point. I've been blessed. Yeah, so life is gross and life is cool because there's puppeteers in the world. (laughs) Thank you for your service, puppeteers. Thank you for your services. Uh, So, I think you're going to introduce our topic today because this is... I didn't know much about it until you suggested that we do this. Well, this is one of those, you know, you know how, uh, I guess we sort of, it's been, if you listen to all the episodes, it's obvious that I'm more on the skeptical side of things and, and you're more on the, sure, I'll, I'll, uh, believe that until I decide not to. I'll entertain that. (laughs) Yeah. I'll entertain that. Well, I'll entertain plenty of stuff. I'm just, uh, you know. I'm entertaining it skeptically. Anyway, this is one of the ones that I, I like, like, you know, for instance, Bigfoot or Aliens, where I'm like, oh, okay, there are ways I can, you know, get behind this idea and entertain it. Cool. And this is one, yeah, this is one where, like, if you told it to me, if somebody, especially depending on the person, and I, I would just be like, oh, okay, sure, put on your tinfoil hat, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it might be real. Okay, so I'll let you. I'll let you be the judge. So you turkey buzzers, if you wanna just 
have your tinfoil hat like off to the side, you can. Yes. Yeah. If you want to, if you feel the need to put it on, because this feels a little, little conspiracy theory, cuckoo banana balls. Banana then, balls. Uh, I don't know delicious. what that is. Cuckoo banana balls. Mm, I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, put your hat on if you need to. All right, because I'm going to be talking about number stations. And. <laughs> That sounds like a sound that would be on a number yeah, station. Yeah, I tried. All right. <laughs> this is pretty, it was highly accurate. Thanks. Okay, so I'm going to cite my sources, y'all. Are you ready? I'm ready. Explaining the mystery of number stations by Maris Goldmanis on WarOnTheRocks.com. The spooky world of the number stations by Olivia Sorrel DeGerine. Sorry, Olivia. <laughs> BBC News Magazine. Number Stations by Jason Bellows from DamnInteresting.com. The World's Strangest Radio Broadcast by Bess Lovejoy on Mental Floss. And a couple things from Reddit. I feel like we should have a little theme song for Reddit, almost. Although we don't use it that much. Yeah, we do. We don't use it that much, but it is a good place to go when you're like, what do other people think about this? Are there other theories I'm missing? Because it seems like Google doesn't show you all the like super weird stuff on the first couple pages you gotta keep digging and digging all right lay it on me all right i'm gonna lay it on you sister can't wait can it be a blanket lay a blanket on me oh good night yeah it's a weighted blanket <sighs> it's weighted and heated oh full of okay wake up <laughs> is it is this lavender scented Yes, I'm already asleep. It's lavender scented. Um, oh my goodness. Okay, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. I have a feeling that's we're gonna do that a lot this this episode. During the Cold War, shortwave radio nerds started noticing some weird broadcasts, and that's the first time that people started talking about it in mass. But they, apparently they've been existence since, in existence since World War One and are still on the air. People usually describe them as spooky or creepy or mysterious. That's why we're talking about them. And you can listen to them all over the internet, and I highly recommend it. And I think um, we're going to try to put a couple in the episode, huh? Maybe? That's up to you. You're the editor. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to get them, but if I can, I will. I uploaded them onto the drive. Oh, then then it's already sure. Then you, there you go. <laughs> then it's already sure. <laughs> there you go. You already did Are that Are you asleep part. right now? I am talking in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Stay with me. I'm here. I'm here. Right here. Okay. All right. So, as I was saying, listen to him. Possibly, if she doesn't sleep for three days after this... Dominique's going to put some in the episode okay. for an example, but they usually start with some kind of weird melody or the sound of beeping, and then that is followed by strange voices. Sometimes they're women's voices, and sometimes they're children's voices, oh, which man. is even creepier. <clears throat> uh, they are speaking a number of languages. There's a lot of German ones um, and a lot of English ones also. So they'll either recite letters in English or Morse code, 
noises will be happening, and then they'll say numbers. There's high-pitched buzzing sounds, little pieces of music, and sometimes the voices don't even sound real. They sound like synthesized computer voices. It's real spooky, y'all. It sounds spooky. Yeah. It, so- it sounds like something you could make a whole like really good scary movie about. I'm kind of surprised nobody has yet. Maybe there is one, and I just didn't find it this time. Okay, so we'll put a couple, one or two, I don't know how many. We'll see when I edit, but let's just take a listen. Six, eight,
Okay, we're back. Hello. <laughs> How was that? Are you creeped out? Hello. Are you so... Yes. Do you have chills or are you just like, whatever, it's just some noises, y'all. Chill out. Anyway, so radio enthusiasts have given them names. Some of the names include Nancy Adams Susan. Cute. Okay. Sure, why not? The Lincolnshire Post Poacher. The Swedish Rhapsody. Or the Gong Station. And I'm not obviously going to talk about one in particular because that's the one you're going to talk about. All right. It's one of the ones that I would have totally gone down a rabbit hole to talk about. But there's also, I have a brief description of a few other ones. So the Swedish Rhapsody started broadcasting from Poland in the 70s. And it features a music box version of the Swedish Rhapsody. And I'm like, oh, music boxes are just creepy. They are. Sorry. It's Swedish Rhapsody number one. Followed by a female child's voice reciting a list of numbers in German and ending with the word Achtung. Is that caution or something? A-C-H-T-U-N-G. I don't know. I think that means caution or careful or something like that. Or like butthole. It probably means butthole. So the original transmission stopped in 1997, but... For 10 years after that, there were different variations that would appear and disappear. So XM is the other station. It sounds like distorted feedback noise through which an altered voice can be heard. And that has determined to be coming from two sources, one in the United States and one in England. There's also the Lincolnshire Poacher, which began its transmission with bars from the British folk song of the same name. And it went off the air in 2008. Um, some number station detectives believe it was transmitting from a large military site in Cyprus. There is a station known as the Magnetic Fields, which opens with Jean-Michel Jarre's instrumental Les Champs Magnétiques, before broadcasting Arabic numbers and the English phrase, again, again. Ooh, that sounds like a creepy one. Yeah, I think that definitely sounds creepy because it's like got, you've got French songs, Arabic numbers, and an English person saying again, 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 again. Or it could be like a sexual, romantical kind of like again, again. <laughs> and the silliest and weirdest one, in my opinion, is the Yosemite Sam transmission, which begins as an 800 millisecond data burst, similar to the sound a Blu-ray player might make when it makes some horrible error, like. Skirt, skirt, is that what? It, burp, burp. Is that what it makes? Skirt. I don't have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> I have never owned a Blu-ray player either. So, if any of you turkey buzzers want to send us your Blu-ray player noises and a uh, <laughs> please do voice message, we'll play it. Um, yeah. So the, after the skirt burp, burp, or whatever, it's immediately followed by a clip of Yosemite Sam, nemesis of One Bugs Bunny announcing varmint i'm gonna blow you to smithereens that's just silly. And so people it is so silly and so people have investigated because people are obsessed with these number stations and they have pinned down the phrase to a particular cartoon from 1949 which is called bunker hill so if that tells you anything about how how obsessed people get with these number stations maybe it's a clue I'm sure it is. All right. Then so there are lots of theories, of course, about what exactly these number stations are. What's their purpose? Where are they coming from? Who are they intended for? What does it mean? What does it all mean? <laughs> I'm going to go down the list of theories 
I did not put them in any particular order, like plausible to not very plausible or anything. So I love lists of theories. I know. It's my own personal listicle I've made. Yay. I hate listicles. You hate them? But you just made one. I made one anyway. It was for you because I know you like them. I do like them. So, the top 10 weirdest theories about those kooky number stations. Oh, boy, a listicle. <laughs> Signals from aliens. Cool. Of course. I don't know it, what what they would be trying to say to us if we can't understand them. They're not doing a great job. Be a little more clear. They're saying aliens. they're going to blow us to smithereens. Oh, shit. <laughs> you varmints. Um, mind control devices, because isn't everything... A mind control device these days. Kinda. 5G. We have no control over our own minds. Just kidding. I don't believe that. You know that. Okay. Dead relics of the Cold War. This is a really good one. Messages from the people lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I knew you would like that one. <laughs> That's amazing! Because I guess, you know, lots of airplanes and boats have apparently gone missing there, and they would have some kind of Radio, usually. And and old episodes of Yosemite Sam cartoons <laughs> have those. Yeah, two. they're watching they're watching Bugs Bunny and they are learning how to count in Arabic and singing French and British folk songs. They're not saying, Hey, help us, we're stuck in the Bermuda Triangle. They're saying old folk tunes. They're saying Skirt Nerd Skirt Twa Here's a good one. Also, it's the it's the way that men in black communicate to each other who they need to go interrogate and, um, you know, do that little erasey mind trick, too. Ooh, I like that one, too. Yeah. Secret codes, y'all. Some people have even gone so far as to suggest it's just an avant-garde art project. Oh. Yeah. Which I can, I mean, honestly, wouldn't be that surprised. I can see someone doing that. That'd be a cool exhibit somewhere you have to walk yeah. through like an old ship or an old submarine and you listen to a bunch of different ones you would never go there with me <laughs> i would i would do that you would go to okay sure you would do that that one All right yeah well i'm gonna make it happen just so you can do that as long as there's not a ghost with me there's ghosts everywhere come on what are the odds that Crap. there's not a ghost right now behind you no ah! <laughs> i think i really didn't freak you out of this just a little bit are you okay? <laughs> Don't mess with me. I'm very tired. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> back to the real world. More uh-huh. real world. Um, plausible explanations. Sure, sure. It could be instructions for drug cartels and drug smugglers. Okay. Code. That makes sense. Sure. Okay. There's a very banal explanation which is just in order to keep a radio frequency for yourself so no one else can use it you have to put something on it mm-hmm. so they're just like i don't know put some beeps and boops and some kids counting and some bugs bunny what's this voice i'm doing oh my god <laughs> i'm i need to go back to bed so yeah there's also the thought that it is an elaborate prank oh i love pranks yeah this one i don't really get the point of what's the prank what Who's prank? Who? What? Who's pranking who? Did I tell you about the prank I really want to play? Who's pranking who? Huh? No, tell me. On my parents. Oh no. I'll go ahead and say it because I'm not gonna do it. But I don't. Well, have... I won't be a party to it anyway. I've annoyed them enough. I don't have the time or the energy 
right now, but maybe I will do it <laughs> in the future. Um, okay. I went into Lowe's the other day, and they had Halloween decorations up, and there was a gigantic uh, dragon, like an nice. inflatable dragon that you put in your yard for Halloween, and it, I think it lights yeah. up. And it had oh to be a, like seven feet tall at least. Ah! And I was just like, how great would it be if I bought that thing? I mean, I'm not going to because it's $180, but... That's an expensive prank. It's an expensive prank. And <clears throat> take it down to their house, which is two hours away. So this is a, it's too much right now for me to do, but maybe one Let day. Let me just drive this inflatable dragon two hours down the mountain. <laughs> Put it in their yard while they're sleeping, which is also incredibly difficult because they stay up all night long. They are a couple of night owls. It's true. So maybe you should do it more like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So 6 a.m. I'm put the inflatable dragon in their yard. And then I just I got to get up at 3.30. I got to put the inflatable dragon in my car. I got to drive chairs down the mountain and get there around 6 o'clock. While my parents have just, just put their little heads on their pillows. <laughs> and then, but I just, I really want to, I would have to sit and in, in wait in the bushes or something to see the reaction because my dad going outside to find an inflatable seven foot dragon in the yard. <laughs> He would be so confused and angry, like he was <laughs> uh, uh, about most of the things we did in the mid to late 90s. Can you blame yard. him? No. We were so annoying. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Anyways, prank. Elaborate prank. I'm still laughing, picturing your dad and mom standing on the front porch like, oh, these two. He would, they would just assume that I was involved, even if I wasn't. Yeah, you wouldn't have been maybe even around for a couple days and like, Sarah, was this you and Sarah? Yep, that's what would happen. They would be calling me. <laughs> oh, my God. You need a trail cam, a trail camera that, that just turns on when there's movement. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. That'll be part of my next year. Next year. Don't I'm going to set up this it. trail cam right next to this inflatable dragon trying to catch myself a daddy. It's got to have sound, though. It has to have sound. Well, we'll have to. Uh, this is getting very elaborate. Even more <laughs> elaborate than the whole number station thing that we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, oh. please continue okay. the listicle. There are even stories that you can be arrested if you are caught listening to a number station. So hmm? watch out, y'all. I'm going to get arrested because I listened to a whole bunch of them this week. I'll bail you out. Thank you. I, kn- I know you will. And as my child would say, if I had two backs, you'd have both of them. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's what he said about his cousin. I've got Frankie's back. If she's got two backs, I got both of them. I was like, are you the cutest thing that ever existed? Sometimes yeah. that's the answer. Sometimes he is. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. So, and this is the most plausible and popular answer while also sounding like a cuckoo conspiracy theory. Uh, part of the it's part of the sophisticated work of intelligence agencies and militaries using cryptography, which I love cryptography. It's so cool and fun, which is the science of encrypting text and data. So it's just like codes, puzzles, you know, secret codes, secret codes, if you will. I will. So let's let's fall down this rabbit hole together. This particular rabbit hole. Uh... Okay, I fell down the rabbit hole. Boom. So I've written here, hold on to your butts. This is in my notes. Underlined and in bold, I've written here, hold on to your butts. So I guess that is the 
name of this section of notes. I'm holding on to it right now. I need to stop doing my notes while very stoned at one o'clock in the morning, apparently. All right. So radio was invented around the turn of the century, and like pretty much everything else, the government and the military were like, hey, what can we do with this? Mm-hmm. And they've done it with everything. LSD, frozen bats, you name it. <laughs> All right. So from 1945 to 1956, the CIA and the British Secret Intelligence Service, the SIS, We'll go with that. Dispatched agents to support anti-Soviet guerrillas in the Baltic states, Belarus, and Ukraine. Who they were captured with radio transmitters and code books. So the KGB used these codes to force the agents to send signals back to their military overlords to lure more agents to come out so they could catch more agents. It was a trap. It's a trap. The signals can be heard all over the world. And then the messages must be encrypted using something called a one-time pad. This is where we get super nerd. The only mathematically unbreakable encryption system is usually a sheet of paper with random numbers and groups of five or more digits. Typically, the letters of the message are converted into numbers and are added to the numbers from the notepad using a simple mathematical operation known as false addition. Simple, right? I oh, get yeah, it. got it. <laughs> The result is then transmitted. The recipient then uses the same page from their own one-time pad, extracts the text message by applying false subtraction to the encrypted message. The message can only be decoded by a third party if they get access to the one-time pad. And Hmm. it's one time because after that, you ball that shit up, burn it, eat it, whatever you do with it, secret agents. And then you, the next time you use a different a completely different code. So, like, no one's ever going to catch you. No one can figure it out because it's just case-by-case codes. Yeah. Man, being a spy sounds really glamorous, but mostly it's just eating paper. (laughs) If you think about it. Eat this paper and then listen to this creepy kid count in Arabic for four hours and do some (laughs) weird false math. So... The reason this works so well is that listening to the radio cannot be traced like a telephone call can. Because anywhere in the world... Anybody can listen, and no one knows who the message is intended for, because it's not going to one place. And listening to the radio isn't really suspicious, and doesn't require any special equipment, besides the, you know, shortwave radio. No government agency has ever explained why they have done this for so many years. There, But there have been sort of half admissions and people claiming to know things uh, whistleblowers or whatever. There's been court cases and memoirs of ex-spies. There has been an an espionage trial in 1998, which was, let's see, the arrest of five people called the Cuban Five. U.S. prosecutors claimed they had been using handheld shortwave receivers to listen to broadcasts called uh, Atencion. And they were entering the numbers into their laptop and decoding them. So the FBI testified that they had broken into the apartment, copied the encri- the decryption program, which they used to decode several messages. Three of the messages were revealed in court. Prioritize and continue to strengthen friendship with Joe and Dennis. <laughs> that was one of the messages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were just trying to settle a feud among friends. 
<laughs> well, this was 1998, too, so maybe this was just, like, some nerdy people's way of, like, starting the first okay cupid or tinder where they're like <laughs> joe and dennis joe and dennis those are the ones the, the data looks great on those two they're gonna make it so you know become better friends with joe and dennis i believe i believe in it this one is a little bit more obviously spy like under no circumstances should german nor caster fly with bttr or any or any other organization on days 24 25 26 and 27 Mm, that that one's too obvious. Yeah. And then this is a really... This one warmed the cockles of my um, cold, dead heart. Congratulate all the female comrades for International Day of the Woman. <laughs> Aw, I like that. <laughs> so they're using their um, spy network to celebrate ladies. So that's pretty spy nice. Spy feminism. <laughs> that's my kind of feminism. And so uh, some other things that have happened are um, in 2001, nine days after 9-11, the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency arrested one of its own members, a senior Cuba analyst, Anna Montez. She had been using a commercially available shortwave radio receiver to receive coded messages from a number station known to be originating in Cuba. So despite all the clues and all these court cases and all this brouhaha, <laughs> no government has ever officially admitted or denied using number stations, nor have any intelligence agencies. Don't doesn't that doesn't that sound like something though that if someone told you like someone you knew that believed in a lot of other conspiracy theories was like, oh hey, also number stations or secret spy messages, or they're from aliens or something? Wouldn't you just be like, all right, that's cute. Calm down. Okay, all right, Joe and Dennis, okay. just calm Thanks, down. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Dennis. I'm gonna Google it later. I'll just Google that later. Don't send me an email about it, please. Please, God, Dennis, with the emails. Never stops with this one. With your emails in all caps. About how, in my day, milk cost a nickel and kids were respectful of their parents. (laughs) And the number stations are bad. Okay. Wow. I don't know why Dennis just turned into my grandpa. It's super interesting. I mean, it's just... Because I love, I love that. My favorite part of all of that was just the fact that you don't know who it's intended for because it goes out. Anybody can listen to it. Yeah. If you wanted to, and people sure do want to, you can just sit in your house all the time trying to figure that shit out, listening to it obsessively. People have... That's the, that's the name of my next section. Here we go with my note headers. This is <laughs> Obsession, Inspiration, and Creation. I've titled this part. Wow. Go to bed, Sarah. Yeah, people have seriously become obsessed with number stations and written magazines. Like, there's whole... I'll tell you. Here we go. A UK-based organization called Enigma, the European Numbers Information Gathering and Monitoring Association. I see why you went with Enigma there. Founded in 1993, tracked the transmissions with detailed newsletters for seven years. There was also another publication called Monitoring Times Magazine, who wrote about the stations through the activities of a retired naval intelligence officer named William Godby, whose alias is Havana Moon, which is, if you don't know, a really great Chuck Berry song. (laughs) That's cool. I like it. 
Yeah, that song has been in my head for like at least a week now after reading about Havana Moon. I'll just randomly start singing it in a very bad voice to my child, and he loves it. So look it up. Havana Moon, Chuck Berry. According to the Miami New Times, in the late 1980s, William Godby used signal direction finding equipment. Yeah, because everybody's got that laying around. To pinpoint Mm -hmm. several number stations as coming from the, quote, West Palm Beach Airport in nearby Tequesta. Sorry, probably mispronounced that. And the Homestead Air Force Base. All were aimed at the Caribbean. Hmm. So somebody out there was was, uh, listening in. Listening so can, in. Am they I can okay? see where it's aimed. I guess. It's interesting. It is interesting. So beyond the two magazines, there is a four CD set with samples of 150 different broadcasts and an accompanying 74-page booklet created by an indie record label owner named Akin Fernandez called The Conet Project. Conet, C-O-N-E-T, so it could be Kone, I don't know, but it's a Czech word. So it's a word that Fernandez heard on the broadcast and is a Czech word for end. After Fernandez discovered the number stations in the early 90s, he became obsessed. And he recorded a lot of them and turned it into a four-CD set. And they, they have since become cult favorites. Hmm. This CD set was sampled by Wilco, who named its 2001 album Yankee Hotel Foxtrot after part of a number station broadcast. As And there have also been other music groups who have sampled. But uh, apparently they've been sued. Yeah, I read they were something. sued for sampling the number station CDs? Yeah, because well, I was like, uh, for some reason I thought, is it okay for us to play those things on the internet? I better make sure, because some of them came from the CD set. And then I was on Reddit and found out that this guy or this record label sued Wilco for sampling the broadcast. But I don't see how that works because they didn't make the broadcast. They just recorded it. Somebody else made it. So I don't know what the intellectual copyright is there. And I highly doubt they're going to care about our little old podcast. Oh, maybe so. we will get a cease and desist. <laughs> We actually might get a cease and desist. Maybe that'll give us get us some new listeners, though. So. Some publicity. publicity. It's, it's our publicity stunt. Trying to get sued by a guy who came out with a CD. I mean, it's been out since for, like, at least 10 years now, probably more. So, whatever. We'll see. Anyway, another uh, recording of the number station also made an appearance in the Cameron Crowe movie Vanilla Sky, which oh, yeah. I remember watching and being like, yeah, great, whatever. Everybody freaked out about that movie. <laughs> I was yeah. like, meh, meh. I don't know. Let's not get. Let's not turn this into a Tom Cruise movie review. No, please, please podcast, not. please, God. So I will close with a quote from Akin Fernandez from the Conet Project booklet. How many corporations are being compromised by mailmen who pretend to be listening to football results as they rifle through the mail? And is the bus conductor on the number 22 listening to the radio and writing down the results of the horses? Or is he being told who to who his next murder victim is to be? Are all commuters really commuters? What is that buzzing? I like that. What is that buzzing? Yeah. So It's a mosquito, y'all. It's just the old skeeter. Just flick it. Flick it away. Get you some citronella. <laughs> 
So is any of that real? Any of that stuff I said? What do you think? Thoughts? Yes, it is 100% without a doubt in my mind, people lost in their Bermuda Triangle trying to communicate. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I just <laughs> knew it. Oh, you did? You knew you, predict, you predicted that? I can't speak. I predicted what you were going to say, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> and dreamt this whole thing. Is this a dream? Are it's, we awake? Are we real? Life is but a dream. Yeah, pretty cool. Oh, I love it. I really I like all those theories. The weird theories are my favorite thing. And the yes. number stations, if you if you go and listen to some, they're so creepy. And the fact that we don't know what they are or why. Why? Yeah. I think the sound quality of them makes them even creepier because a lot of them are just like sound very far away and glitchy and crackly. And it's just like, I don't know if it's the years of... Um, horror movies that have gone into my brain or if, or if it's just something that would be creepy to anyone in any context. I don't know. I, don't I can't know. tell. It's really, but it's they creepy are creepy to me. Are you really enjoying None of This Is Real? You know, the podcast you're listening to, but you kind of wish you could get paid to listen to it? Well, the PodCoin app actually pays you to listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts because it's the podcast player that pays. You heard of it? If not, don't worry. Super easy. Just get the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android, sign up, and start listening to podcasts. You'll earn PodCoins. You'll either earn gift cards or you can donate to charity. It turns your podcast listening into actual dollars. I use the PodCoin app now to do all my podcast listening, and I love it. Go on there on your app store, your Android store, whatever store you got going on over there, and check it out. Use the invite code NOTREAL and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin for signing up with the PodCoin app using the code NOTREAL. Goodbye. Hello. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Rebecca. And we're the hosts of the I I Have Have a a Strange Story Story podcast. Podcast. We didn't do it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Listen in as we retell your personal paranormal stories. We've got Bigfoot. We've got aliens. We've got skinwalkers. And we've got movie references. Listen in every week as we retell your paranormal stories with comedy, cussing, and class. And sometimes coffee. And sometimes cats. And sometimes beer or wine. And sometimes cats and trash cans. Okay. <laughs> Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bye. Bye. Well, I am going to tell you about a specific number station that is uh, very strange and very mysterious, and uh, just no one know, really knows what the purpose of it is. It is UVB76. That's what. Oh, I love that band. <laughs> red, red wine. <laughs> close, close. Oh shit! It's not. That's you. That's UB40. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so <Yeah>. embarrassed. <laughs> you were so close, though. Um, I will tell you my sources. A website called users.telenet.be, which I don't know oh. what dot be is. I don't I either. You went. You sound sounds like you went down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. 
a YouTube video by Beowulf Radio called Truth About UVB76, The Buzzer. Um, a Daily Dot article by James Cook called Has Russian Radio Signal UVB76 Been Solved After 40 Years? <gasps> um, and then a VintageNews.com article called The Buzzer by Ian Harvey. And of course, as per usual, why? Why ever? Why again? Why now? Why, why not? always? Why not? I tried to make it sound like a the buzzer station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was accurate. Highly accurate. So you, sh- yeah, I what? Oh, I was gonna say UVB seventy six. The buzzer sounds like <laughs> like morning radio thing. Oh my god! Stranger Things fans, this is for you. This really, this is this has to be the writers of Stranger Things on this past season have to know all about this because it's oh really I highly it. featured in the plot of the third season. Yes. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's really good. Really fun. It's a fun romp. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they describe that show as. I Like I said, it's also known as the buzzer. UVB. UVB76, the buzzer. <laughs> You're way too good at that. I'm... <laughs> what? It's my radio oh. voice. I have that a ghost really voice, I love a it. horse voice, and a radio voice. What's it? We call her the woman of three voices. <laughs> like, was it Mel Blank, the man of a thousand voices, <laughs> who did Bugs voices. Bunny and probably Yosemite Sam? Yeah, you're the woman of three voices. Four, if That's you count funny. your own. I mentioned my ghost voice on my Insta- on an Instagram post, and and your sister, um, Caitlin, was like, I've... I can hear your something like I can hear your ghost voice in my mind right now. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Hannah replied, same. <laughs> nice. My ghost voice is really getting out there, y'all. Yeah, to my sisters who have also tolerated us for 20 plus years. They've heard it all. Oh, they have. It's true. So. Love you, sisters. The voice, uh, the voice. Oh my God, help me! The buzzer is. <laughs> oh my God, help me! <laughs> I help think that me. we're both beyond help. Okay, go. The buzzer is the nickname given by shortwave radio listeners to a station that broadcasts on the frequency four seven. Wait, that is not a seven. <laughs> Not a seven. Help me! <laughs> I'm doing the silent laugh. No, no sounds can oh, come out. No. Okay. Are you crying? Are you okay? You can <laughs> do it. To cry. I believe on you so so hard. Please, you have this. You can do it. You can read numbers. <laughs> it broadcasts on the frequency four six two five kilohertz, and it broadcasts a short monotonous buzz tone that repeats at a rate of approximately 25 tones per minute 24 hours a day and it, it kind of sounds like this 
That's welcome. what my ex-wife sounded like. Gotcha, cha. Gotcha, cha. How did it know you had an ex-wife? Uh, my ex-wife was always with the uh, every every twenty-five seconds, every twenty-four hours. Man, what is this I'm doing? It's like Rod, a really bad Rodney Dangerfield, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's really bad. Sorry, I love it. we gotta go to bed. Ah, the first reports Stop were made. Yawning. Oh my gosh! Before I continue, I have to tell you. You know how. There's scream sneezers. Yes, I, I my mom is one of those. I just discovered a couple weeks ago that one of my friends is a scream yawner. What? Yeah. Not like a moan yawner? No, he's like, ooh, whenever he yawns. <laughs> I was just like. Is he all right? It sounds like he got scared. Every time he, he yawns, he just, he's like, what's happening? Oh, what is this? <laughs> And I told, I said, David, stop scream yawning. And everybody around us was like, started laughing because they've never heard the term. Oh, no. Poor David. And he was like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I even did that. Oh, what? David, are you all right? How do you not know? Don't you wake yourself up as you're falling asleep yawning? Don't you wake yourself up? I'm so tired. Why is somebody yelling? It's not me. It can't be me, David. I was asleep. Oh God, David! If you're listening, it's David, okay. no it's judgment okay. here. You do you. You do whatever you want. And we we will still support you. I promise. Well, it's Jay's a singy honor, which is pretty annoying. But I try not to say anything. What is going on in your life? Who are these people you're hanging out with? You're married to a singy honor. How did I not know this? What is he you like? Ever... Operatically, <laughs> operatically yawn. Yes. He what? goes. He goes like, let me see if I can recreate it. He goes, <laughs> every time, almost every time he yawns. I, I am, am incredulous. <laughs> I do not believe this. Get anyway, Jay on the horn. I need to ask him some questions. <laughs> anyway, I'm just trying to tell you about a thing, a buzzing <sighs> sound, a buzzing sound on a frequency. Yes, my ex-wife. Go. So, the first reports were made of a station on this frequency in 1973, and the first recordings were apparently made in the early 80s. On rare occasions, this buzzer signal is interrupted, and a voice transmission in Russian takes place. A typical transmission consists of random names, which represent characters, and random numbers read by a male voice. The messages are coded and can only be read by, you said it, a one-time pad. Whoa, cool. Thereby rendering the message impossible to solve for outside listeners. And here's the sentence I wrote about a one-time pad, even though you already explained it. I said a one-time pad is an encryption technique or a crypto algorithm where plain text is combined with a random key, whatever that means, (laughs) <laughs> and is the only existing mathematical, unbreakable encryption. Yeah, I think I said that verbatim. Yeah, you said that verbatim. And I also wrote, it's also the way we should have been exchanging messages in middle school and not that stupid notebook. Yes. Oh, my God, the notebook. I agree. That would have been much better because then no one would have found, would have ever seen it. We wouldn't have been paranoid about, like, do you have the notebook? I gave you the notebook. Where's the notebook? Who has the notebook? 
all of our that was the worst idea ever because then someone can find all of your notes back and forth for the last months you know i read harriet the spy like 10 times as a kid and she really learns her lesson there and i didn't (laughs) i'm actually reading that to leave on right now i have a little bit of history I still have one of those notebooks, by the way. I'll have to find it for you. Oh, my God. No, I don't <laughs> want it. It's at my parents' house. <clears throat> so from, from users.telenet.be, that mysterious rabbit hole website, there was a little bit of history about one-time pads. Um, they were used Give it by... Give One time. Uh, one time. Give you it to me two times. You can't. Encrypt this. <laughs> you can't do it. So these one-time pads were used by special operations teams and resistance groups during World War II, and they were also popular with intelligence agencies and spies during the Cold War and beyond. They were to protect diplomatic and military message traffic around the world, and uh, the one-time pad gained a reputation as a simple yet solid encryption system with an absolute security system, which is unmatched by today's modern crypto algorithms. You sound like a YouTube video or an infomercial that's trying to sell you a one-time pad, <laughs> which would probably probably not a bargain because you only use it once. The one-time pad is great for all your crypto algorithm needs. Call today pad for a wow. special. <laughs> Oh, no. Bad, wow. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> also, it's it's really popular among middle school kids for passing notes. <laughs> wah, wah. Since July 2010, this mysterious signal has changed slightly. It no longer broadcasts a continuous alternating tone for one minute before the hour. So it used to do that. Stopped doing that in 2010. Hmm. There have been other slight changes to the tone. In 1990, it changed from a two-second pip to a buzzer. Pip. Much like the noise I did when we first started this little story. And in, on January 16th, 2003, it changed to a higher tone of longer duration. So maybe something like... That's not annoying at all. You're welcome. I don't know. Thank you, Lloyd Christmas. You're welcome. (sighs) So, online chatter about the signal increased in 2010 because of these uh, changes, and also bizarre broadcasts were issued on almost a monthly basis, such as snippets of Swan Lake being played. That is spooky. That is spooky. A female voice counted from one to nine, and... A question mark was transmitted in Morse code. Ooh. Also, strange telephone conversations were overheard. What? Yeah, I know. What is that? I want to know what they said. I do too. Um, well, and you, if you want to hear these, I believe you've uploaded some, um, some examples of UVB76, the buzzer. <laughs> Wake up with the buzzer. <laughs> God. God, I'm awake. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> God, let's lay off. So I'll put them right here. Enjoy. Okay.
Okay, we're back. That was really weird. Th- so those creeps me out. So creepy. I, you know how I do. I always look up YouTube videos about what we're talking about, and it immediately started playing, and I was like, wait, well, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I needed to prepare mentally and psychically for what was about to happen. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I do think that, you know how earlier I mentioned something about not knowing if these were genuinely just, like, inherently creepy or if it was from all the cult pop culture and our society making us have, you know, presuppositions about what's creepy or whatever. This yeah. one is especially that way to me because of so many movies where Russians were the bad guy. So many mm-hmm. movies growing up where, I guess, you know, resulting from the Cold War, um, where, yeah, it was just like, you should just be scared of Russian people. They're all bad. <laughs> Do you remember being afraid of missiles coming down when you were a kid? You know, I don't recall that. Do we there, have, we had tornado drills when we were when kids. When would that have been? I think I was like, I think it was in the early 90s, late oh, 80s, right. early 90s, where there were, they actually had a couple drills at my school. We didn't go to the same yeah, elementary school. You'd hide under your desk. Yes. Okay. Because I was just about to say, I remember going in the hallway or in the bathroom or wherever you were going and doing the tornado drill, but I feel like I remember getting under my desk one time or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we would talk about missiles like in the... Let me look this up. Oh, yeah. So there were Scud missiles, and we used yeah. to say this on the playground and like be like, ah, Scud missile, and you'd hide. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were, um, it was the name of a series of tactical ballistic missiles developed by the Soviet Union during the Cold War. So we were still afraid of... Oh, yeah. I I can't think right now because I'm so tired, but if I could... And also, I'm just really bad with remembering names of movies and songs and albums. But I bet I would like to see a comprehensive list of how many movies came out in the... I don't know, what, 60s, 70s, 80s, into the 90s, probably still today, where the bad guys are Russians. Because I feel yeah. like I watch so many, because my dad loves those espionage movies. Um, so I will tell you about where some people think the location of the, the buzzer is. Wait, can I real quick just say, I do not believe all Russians are bad. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. I've met some very nice Russians in Peru. I don't, I don't, I just want to clarify that the propaganda didn't work on me. <laughs> no, before, before I reset my Facebook, I was off of it for like a year and then I just made a new one. Yeah. Um, I, I had a Russian friend, I could find him again that I met in Peru and he was always the first to wish me a happy birthday because it Aww. was earlier over there. My birthday <laughs> happened sooner in Russia. It was earlier and he's thoughtful. See. <laughs> See? See all this you is... 80s spy movies? Shut up. Anyway, so the location. Uh, the, the station was previously traced to a place called Pavarovo near Moscow. But it was relocated in 2010. And I saw some photos on the YouTube video that I watched of the first location known to house the signal. And it looks like an abandoned headquarters. Um, <clears throat> kind of boring and creepy, like very mixed feelings about this Ugh. boring and creepy boring and creepy it's like old Just recording like equipment lockers desks papers piled up that strange that sounds both boring and creepy yes yeah yeah it's like desks and papers and boxes whatever but then you go in there 
and no one's been in there for years and you're like yeah this is this is spooky (laughs) this is strange what happened in here um the youtube video also said judging by radio observation it is believed that two transmission sites exist both in moscow um one in st petersburg st petersburg's command hub on palace square and the other is near the 69th communication center that serves the main staff (laughs) headquarters of the western military district in moscow so that's where they think it is uh but the daily dot article says that it is near to the estonian border in a place called Pskov oblast i'm not saying that correctly but i'm that was so good close as i can (laughs) it's p-s-k-o-v so you gotta say Pskov. you gotta say Pskov. yeah say it um we put the Pskov and Pskovlevich or whatever you just said sorry Sorry. Uh uh-huh oblast a it's so that place is a federal subject of russia it's just it's a small area and it's located west of the country so this is currently according to the daily dot article the most likely source of UVB76 due to the multiple okay. triangulation attempts that led there. Triangulation sounds fun. You know, only smart people are triangulating shit. That's true. They're out there triangulating right now. Mm-hmm. All right, I wrote, so what's up with this thing? Well. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Let me tell ya. UVB76, the buzzer, <laughs> comes from a misinterpretation <laughs> Of the first voice messages from the transmission, but it stuck. So people thought they were saying different Russian names that started with U, V, and B, but they think it might okay. have actually been U, Z, B, or there's a couple other ones, but U, Z, B is like what they think it should be called. That's like a Russian improv group. <laughs> yeah, it's like UCB, but it's the Russian yeah. version. Yeah. Uh-huh. Please, can you please come to my UVB76 grad show? It's my level two. It's swear it's going to be funny. My improv group. It's be we're called so good. The buzzers. Okay. <laughs> improv group names are the best. Okay. The Russian government has never made an official statement on the purpose of the signal. So cue the theories. Okay. Ooh, yay! Listicle. So I just have three. It's a short listicle. It is suggested that the radio station is still communicating with Russian spies in various countries. Ooh, I totally believe that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, uh, one of the more popular theories is that the sound is uh, the remnants of a device from the Cold War, also known as a dead hand signal, which I love the name of because it's <laughs> creepy. I don't like that. So... The dead hand signal threatened to automatically fire nuclear missiles, missiles, at the United mm-hmm. States if signs of military command ceased in Russia. So it was a like a failsafe. Like we're even if you destroy us, we're gonna fire missiles at you. Missiles will hit you too. Scary. Some people think that this system is still active. So maybe it's remnants, but maybe it's actually still active and there is still a dead hand device ready to pounce. Oh, no. I don't like it. Hide under your desk. Okay. <clears throat> Another I'm under clue. my desk right now. Okay, good. good. You're safe. I feel, feel good okay. about that. A desk will save me from the nuclear holocaust. 
I know. Why? Why? Why didn't? Why would you hide under your desk? I would. I, I would be like, students, know. go outside, see your last bit of sunlight, enjoy yourselves, go play. The missile's gonna be here any minute. Don't don't hide under your desk. You just have a few minutes to live. Yeah. yeah, or just you know, don't tell them anything. Just be like, look, let's we're gonna do some fun, something fun in the classroom now. I know. Anyway, let's let's sing a song together as we burn up into nothing. Oh, another clue to this is a message that was stated over the airwaves in 2013 that translated to Command 135 issued. So it is believed by many that this was a test for combat readiness. Um, This drill and the previously known location of the radio station seems to support the fact that the theories that it is used by the military. Yeah, this is definitely one of the... Per, to me personally, the creepiest, like scariest things we've ever talked about. It I'm is weird. Freaked out over here. And Look, so those '80s movies really did work on me. I'm scared of Russians. <laughs> and kind of like you said, um, the station is constantly emitting that drone or horn buzzing sound because they need to reserve the frequency for whenever it's needed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the in <sighs> Stranger Things, it is taking place in the 80s, and in season three, right. there is a Russian signal being broadcast. It's uh, you you gotta watch it now. <laughs> it's I'll like have, I definitely have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ugh. so what do you think? Is any of that real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spying on each other and threatening to kill us all for what? I'm not really sure. So, dumb reasons that don't matter, ultimately. God, well, our priorities are so fucked. That's real. That is real. Our priorities, our governments, our uh, corporate overlords, they're just prior- their priorities are just super fucked. Agreed. I'm gonna, way, I'm gonna just tell myself that it is actually from aliens who are trying to communicate with us, and they just haven't figured it out yet, and their message is like, don't worry, we're gonna help you. We are far more advanced, and we see how some of you are pretty cool, and we don't want you to keep going down the road you're going. We're, yeah. We got you. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to think from now on. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I like I'm aliens. With that one. I'm going to just, you know, lie to myself to make myself feel better. <laughs> I don't know. My, my personal, like, I really think that they're just kind of remnants from the Cold War. Like, that they... And they just keep them going yeah. just in case they ever need to use it. But it's not. I don't think sense. it's really. It's creepy to think about, though, that they keep it going. And, like, there's there's a station somewhere. We don't know exactly where it is. It's very. Yeah. It's, and they're like, you know, we might need this one day. Yeah. Kind of like you keep an old pair of jeans that, you know, might fit back into that one day. Yeah. Same. Same thing. We all do it. I do not own a single pair of jeans. Actually, wait, I do have one pair of jeans that were Lorenzo's that fell almost apart. All that's left on the butt is like the pockets and a little piece in the middle and they're holy and they're too big. Those are the only jeans that I own. I can't wear jeans. Not a jean person. They're very restrictive. Um, On that note, do you have any questions for the Magic 8-Ball? Why are jeans so uncomfortable? (laughs) Uh, Okay. No, just kidding. Um... (laughs) Can't, they can't answer that. No. Are the aliens going to come help us out? Or are we are we screwed? Okay, Magic 8-Ball. Are the aliens going to come help us out? 
Oh, very doubtful. The aliens aren't coming. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> no. We got to do all this ourselves, y'all. Like, get get to work. Let's go. We got to save ourselves. <laughs> Nobin's coming for us. Start making hemp plastics. Hurry up. Oh, God, hurry up. All right, y'all. Um, if you want to tell us your experience with uh, UVB76, the buzzer, or any other number <laughs> stations... <laughs> Or any other mysterious and weird thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah, creepy broadcasts, ghosts coming out of your orifices. Uh, Life is gross. Have you ever had a caterpillar guts in your face? Come on, tell us. Yeah, has that ever happened? Do you have a weird coincidence like I keep having? Yeah. Those are fun. What weird stories? Email us at noneofthisisrealpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can slide in our DMs, too, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Ooh, and do. Twitter. And do it. There's also a Facebook group. There's just a few people in it right now. It's building. It's building steam. But you can share your weird, mysterious things privately there, if you like. Oh, are you falling asleep? Your eyes are closed. Wake no, up. I'm, t- I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm here. <laughs> I know you're talking. The secrets that you keep. Dunna, oh my dunna, god when i podcast in my sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're enjoying listening to two grown people podcast in their sleep <laughs> you want to like help us out monetarily you could find our patreon there's weird stuff on there we're gonna fix it up again soon get some more weird things going get some globster erotica up in there yeah, or you can uh, recommend it to a, a friend, tell your friends to listen to this podcast, and uh, you can rate and review us. Actually, that's a really, really good way to, for it's free, a great way. Yeah. help us, uh, help us help you. That's not a seven. Help me. Rating and review. Help us help you. Rate and review. And <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> and what's, there was another thing. Oh, write us and send us your voice if you like to send us a an audio message to our email saying what's real to you um what's your favorite conspiracy theory have you ever seen bigfoot anything how gross is your life we want to know how gross is your we life we want to hear your beautiful voices and we'll play it at the end of the podcast yep oh there's one other thing i want to say i got to tell oh, you what guys what do you want to say you talk what is to it? buzzards you don't have to believe in any of this <gasps> Oh my god, yeah, don't, because it's this one really spooked me. Don't believe it. Don't just don't believe it. But you do have to believe on yourself. Believe all over yourself. Do it, please. Come on. Goodbye, y'all. I know you want to. Bye. Nikki, what is real to you? Let me think about this one. I touch it, I sense it, I feel it, I know it. That's what's real. Thank you. I like it. I like it.